Hi, and welcome to the 20th ever episode of The Sound of Not Getting Laid, where we're asking the question, do women really hate prog rock? My guest this week is a woman, Amy Ivino. Here, Amy described King Crimson as sounding like they were very angry with each other. Listen to how Amy's childhood memories of having chicken pox are triggered by yes. Marvelous, she accuses Greg Lake of sounding insincere. All this and more on The Sound of Not Getting Laid. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Emphysema. Emphysema, it's an excuse not to go to parties. Hi, and welcome to The Sound of Not Getting Laid, where we're asking the question, do women really hate prog rock? And today I have with me... Amy Iovino. Hi, Amy. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, tell us, Amy, how old are you? 43. And what do you do? I'm in advertising on the print production side. Uh-huh. So basically, if there is a piece of paper you get into the mail, I probably had something to do with uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. And where are you from? I grew up on Long Island in Hicksville. Nice. I was born in Queens, though, so for about two and a half months, I was Hollis, Queens. Nice. Mm-hmm. Isn't that where Run DMC's from? <laughs> yes. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, and then my parents moved out to Long Island, and we grew up in Hicksville. Okay. Um, what kind of music were you listening to in high school going into college years? Uh, a lot of... The Cure. I think I probably went to see them about a dozen times. Uh-huh. Jane's Addiction, The Excess. Um, let's see what else. Stones. Um, soup Dragons. Soup Dragons? The Soup Dragons. I don't remember them. What were they about? Yeah, they basically opened one night for In Excess. Uh-huh. And they had two songs, and I think that was all they ever ended up doing. Um, if they have more albums, I apologize. <laughs> but... <laughs> I, don't, I, I doubt they're listening. You're not going to offend them. And if you do, I don't care. <laughs> um, chili Peppers, um, and then a lot of... Classic rock, I guess, the stuff that we grew up listening to when we were younger in the house. Stones, Zeppelin. Stones, Zeppelin. Floyd. Floyd, uh-huh. Billy Joel. Um, not classic, but, I mean, Billy Joel. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty... I mean, I, you know, by now, those Joel albums, that's... that. I mean, it's, I guess it's pop. But he had some rock and stuff, you know? He did. He did. Uh, um, there was still some remnants of Bon Jovi, I guess, at that point. Um, I was, I know, it was horrible. <laughs> I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to judge. We all have our guilty pleasures, right? Like, I used to listen to some of that really bad hair metal, like rad. Yeah, there was some of that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Poison? Poison, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a brief crush on Brett Michaels. Um, so there was that. He was a very pretty man. He was a pretty man. I think the first one I ever fell in love with. Um, he was on The Muppet Show, Alice Cooper. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, you know, The Muppet Show was great that way. They had great guests. They had Alice Cooper. John Denver was on a bunch. Yeah, uh, Blondie. Um, right, Jerry Garcia. Yeah. Yeah. So, kids show, but totally for the parents. Yeah, it was, it, they, 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 they were really successful at um, putting in enough humor that went over the kids' heads that the parents got them. Yep. You know, so it was fantastic. I loved that show. And Sesame Street, of course, too. Which of course. Which was ge- geared more towards kids. But, you know, a lot of, a lot they had a lot of great musicians on there, too. Yeah. So what, what are you listening to now? Anything now, new make it into the playlist? Um, 
nothing new. Um, like less cure, like less everything I used to be very much into, and I feel I'm becoming my father. I'm going back to. <laughs> um, there's a lot of Springsteen on my playlist now. A lot of the Stones is back on the list now. Um, Warren Zevon is back on the list now. Um, oh, Clarence is yeah, back on the list now. So what I was feel, that last one you said? Um, Clarence Clearwater. Credence. 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 Okay, CCR, sure. Yeah. Love them. Great um, stuff. So, yeah, I feel like I'm coming back almost full circle to uh-huh. when I was 8, 9, 10, and 12 years old. So that was on, the, the, what were your parents listening to in the house when you were little? All of that. All of that, all all that, of that classic rock all stuff. All the classic uh-huh. rock stuff. Uh, but, but primarily that? I mean, I mean, pop too? I mean, was it the radio or did you, were you bit, guys like, no, have, did we you have were, records? We had, my dad had records, he had albums. Mm-hmm. So we, um, cooking dinner, every night at dinner, there was always music on, rarely the radio. There would always be something on the turntable. Great. Right. Uh, which was great. And then <coughs> even some of the reel to reel stuff. He had Beatles, reel to reel. Now, did he. There were there were two ways to approach that back in the day. You would buy the record, brand new, and you would tape it to reel to reel and listen to that so you didn't wear your vinyl out. And, right. then you could, and then you could make a new tape later. Or you could buy some of these records on reel to reel. He had some real reel to reels. That were purchased that were as purchased right, pre-recorded. As pre-recorded. Uh-huh. Um, but a lot of them were albums that he then reel to reeled and then eventually albums that he recorded to tape for my mom to put in the tape recorder in the kitchen. The cassette. The cassette tapes, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I think that, like there was a brief period of eight tracks, but I don't think you could record on eight tracks. They were simply for playing. I think so. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But cassettes were the first time. That's when mixtapes came in. I had. You, did you do the mixtapes? I did do the mixtapes. Do you still um, have some of them? I do have some of them. I have one from my very first boyfriend um, who made oh. one for me. Yeah, I know. It's in the <laughs> that's, box. That's, that's sweet. <laughs> but I did. I made my own, and I thought I was awesome at it. Um, you know, just timing it exactly so there was as little white noise, white space as possible mm-hmm, between mm-hmm. songs. It was very scientific. Um, but yeah, I thought for a minute that's what I was going to do. <laughs> you wanted to be a DJ. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was exciting when when I was a kid. You know, it was our first uh, attempt at, at DJing, and like, okay, what 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 goes well after this song that I just listened? I mean, I did that all the time. Yeah. And it was for me, uh, like with the reel to reel, it was a great way to to not wear out my vinyl. And, uh, and not have to skip around over the songs I didn't like. Right. You know, that's, that's, kind of, uh, that's kind of sacrilegious in this house. You know, you, you, you put on a record, you listen to the record. You listen you to know? the whole thing. You yeah. don't skip it because that's, that's how you get pops in your records is like misplacing the needle and fucking it up. And, you know. Yeah, I would bother, borrow some of my father's. Um, I also had tons of 45s. Yeah, I've been buying those again lately because they sound fantastic. You know, and, and a lot of the times, you know, you, you get a, a band. You don't want the whole album. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need Eddie Money's. Whole album. A whole album. Not. No, you just need two tickets to Paradise and Baby Hold On To Me. And that's good enough, you know. Or like Flock of Seagulls. All you want is Iran. Right. You know. <laughs> not even the B-side. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, which brings me to another point. Uh, if this stuff becomes too unbearable. We can take a break. I just hit it by accident. Yeah, well, right. I, I figured that. But um, 
if it becomes too unbearable, I have what, what, what I call palate cleansers. And you can choose from Iran by Flock of Seagulls, Eurythmic Sweet Dreams, or uh, what's the other one that I offer? Um, Gilbert O'Sullivan's Alone Again Naturally. Ooh. Or, uh, what, oh, Careless Whisper by Wham. Now that one, my, my keyboard player that I play with still, I've known him since high school, uh, he does a lot of, he did a lot of session work. He still does. Um, but he said whenever he was in the studio working on something and he had to get the song that he was working on out of his head, he would go outside and put on Careless Whisper and it just erased everything. Everything. So that's that's my primary palate cleanser. Okay. If you will. So if you need to and it's pretty successful at erasing all of this crazy schizophrenic complex prog rock out of your head. So if we need a break, you let me know. Okay. Some people soldier through, but there's it, there's no shame in taking a break. Okay. Uh, so we're gonna get to the uh, the first song here. Uh, we're starting in 1969 with King Crimson. Uh, the album is uh, In the Court of the Crimson King. You have the jacket there in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the song is uh, 21st Century Schizoid Man. Okay. So let's listen. <laughs> Schizoid Man. Uh huh. Um, feels like a hundred different bands trying to play the same song. Uh huh. Um, and you don't care for that. I did not care for that. Um, <laughs> now, 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 let, let's, let's. How far did I get? Oh, you know, I don't even think you made three minutes. <laughs> nice. And it's a, it's a seven and a half minute song. Okay. So it, it goes on and on and on. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of new. Let's, let's bring it back and see where it's at now. Oh, yeah. Didn't even get to that. Yeah. No, it definitely, it's not for everyone. So, okay, needless to say, this is not going to make a playlist. Probably won't make the playlist. You're not going to run out and Spotify this? No, probably not. Yeah, so, I mean, what was the... I will say, I was drawn in very beginning, the very opening because I felt like I was on a train and looking at the album cover, I felt like I was going in through his nostrils and I was going to eventually come out through his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) You're not the first person to to note the nostrils. Yeah, they really do get up and in there with that artwork. quite prominent. Mr. Barry uh, Godber, I believe, is the illustrator um, who died uh, recently after making this piece. Yeah, it does. It just feels so, so, like they go on forever. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so you 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 were kind of into it when the, the lyrics were happening, like that was that was that rocking was enough, and that was holding your attention. Right. And then it just felt like another, a completely new band walked in off the street, and <laughs> I'm gonna start drums, and I'm gonna start this, and just different people kept coming to the party, uh-huh. thinking they could all blend together. Right. Um, it just wasn't meshing for me. It just wasn't clicking. You feel like those guests weren't getting along. They weren't. They and were very angry at each other. <laughs> there was a fight in the living room. And, Eventually, okay. yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay. Well, big no yeah, from Amy on the boys. Hard pass for... on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair yeah. enough. So we're going to move on here to... Uh, Genesis. Okay. So Genesis, at this point, Peter Gabriel 
is the lead singer. Mm-hmm. And Phil Collins is in the band, but he's he's. No one cares. No one. This is better. Trust me. So, uh, the year is 1971. The band is Genesis. The album is Nursery Crime. And the song we're going to listen to is The Return of the Giant Hogweed. Okay. Let's listen. Actually, it's, I know it's not a sledgehammer, and I'm not a fan of that song, but I feel like this is some sort of precursor. Yes. Yeah, you can see where he was coming from yep. and where he was going to go. Yes, that's a croquet mallet. Correct. Uh, and they're, they're playing <laughs> I croquet. I mean, she is kind of holding it like she's going to bludgeon someone. Right. And, and, she, and they are, in Heather fact, Style already has. They are, in fact, playing with heads. Right. And that's also an interesting aspect is like, what what is this artwork? What does that do for you? How does that make you feel? What does that make you think about? I feel like it's very Heathers to me. Heathers, the movie. The movie. In what way? Um, Elaborate on that. The croquet, the heads. I just feel like all of the, these are all of the Heathers. And now this Heather wins. I just don't see Christian Slater anywhere. (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't know. Steve Hackett is like a male librarian. That's kind of (laughs) cool. Right, because typically, back in the day, those jobs were relegated to women. Typically. Right. But but yeah, there's, there's, there's a nerd factor here. He's definitely right. got the nerd factor. Yeah. Um, I mean, even Mike Rutherford, a little bit of a nerd. Right. But I feel like Very he nerd, would be yeah. the one to either develop some odd software or some program and <laughs> sell it for $9 billion and just be done. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So maybe maybe a Steve Jobs or a Bill Gates look going on there? Yeah, a little bit. Well, Steve Hackett's got more of the Bill Gates thing going on with the big glasses. With the glasses and but, the... But yeah, you know, you, yeah, there, there is sort of a... Uh, Mike Rutherford, he looks a little Steve Jobs. He does. Um, Tony Banks looks like someone who wrote a really long note in my mom's yearbook. <laughs> a good I note, think, or I think he secretly loved her. Oh, okay. Um, Tony Banks had a crush on your mom. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I. It feels more familiar to me, almost. Um, feels like what was, what would be playing in my grandfather's house on my mom's side in the basement when we used to go over there for dinner like my uncle and all of his friends would be over in the basement and they listened to prog and they listened to this okay we weren't encouraged to go into the basement as children (laughs) so there was probably you know all types of smoking going on as well Uh uh-huh of of maybe not necessarily legal substances. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. But I fe- this feels familiar to me. Um, a lot, you know, uh, you're not the first person to bring up basements 
with this music. I don't know why, but there were, it was it, it, like like it was some dirty secret. Like, oh, let's go down to the basement and do drugs and listen but to frog rock. It couldn't even be the dirtiest secret because they were in Queens, so split level house. My grandfather lived upstairs. My aunt and my uncle lived in the downstairs. But the bathroom was in the basement. There was no bathroom on the first level. Oh, that's odd. You had to go into the basement or uh -huh. either go up to my grandfather's um, apartment. So eventually we all had to. Right, right. Go into As human the, nature dictates, sure. Right. Um, and it always smelled like shower to shower in the bathroom. <laughs> what is shower to shower? A talcum powder. Oh, okay. Yep. Right, um, right. In a pink or a blue bottle or maybe both one was you sure it was actually talcum powder it, yeah that definitely was okay, yes. okay. right because because you know the other powder doesn't really have a smell right yeah. um and i can remember my grandmother always used to wear bangle bracelets and her soda of choice was tab <laughs> and she have this it was tall, huge in the 70s yes, and 80s tons of ice just clinking around in the glass and it was the glass with like the olive green and orange painted circles uh -huh, uh -huh. on it mm -hmm. yeah 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 very so, very see, 70s this is what this reminds me of right and, and, and that's that's a theme on the website too is that 70s color palette which was the wallpaper yellow orange monkey shit brown uh an avocado yes or or olive drab <laughs> you know like i've got a set of dishes from the 70s that's like got an aztec pattern and 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 it's olive green and avocado green oh excellent and i actually you remember the sopranos did you watch that show yes so his uncle has the same set of dishes <laughs> that i have i was like yes awesome so you like that one you made it through it i made it through it and then that brought back you were you were you re, it brought back uh, childhood memories. Childhood you were reminiscing. Memories. I was yeah. Okay. Drinking tab, my grandmother's bracelets. Okay, yeah. Don't go in the basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I mean, I guess that was a thing, not just with prog rock, but with a lot of, you know, even even Led Zeppelin and the Stones, and the, you know, you you went down to the basement where the hi-fi was, and that's where you smoked and drank, and you know, so. Uh, I guess that's that's a common theme here. Um, all right, yeah. so okay, so a yes for the boys in Genesis in nineteen seventy one. Yeah, I might. Um, I don't know that I would put it on the treadmill playlist, um, <laughs> <Right>. but <laughs> yeah, a lot of people uh, say not great for the gym. Not great for the gym, right. but a little too all over the place. Yeah. Um, but I just, I knew it was in the background and I was paying attention, but we were talking. So it's almost background. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's interesting. Interesting. All right. Great. All right. So <laughs> not so torturous. Moving along. Okay. Uh, also 1971, later in the year. Uh, yes. Uh, the album is Fragile. Mm -hmm. And the song is Roundabout. Okay. So you know this song. I know this song. You, you, you talked about this and you said uh, you had a story behind it. Yes. Well, what's that about? Uh, this is the chicken pox song <laughs> in our house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it, Please elaborate. <laughs> it all goes back to, again, music almost all the time, but especially at dinner time. Um, uh -huh. And when we were younger, I am... More background, oldest of six. So we're all about... Six? Six. 
Wow. Yeah. And we're all about well, two years Well, Roman apart. Catholic family, right? So, yeah, yeah. no condoms. No, no. Nope, like I'm that. leaving it in, honey. <laughs> we're making another one. Um, and plus, I think it was, you know, everyone should have someone close in age to sort of hang out with at home. Right. Um, so we wanted even numbers. And it worked out that way. Well, so, that, like, no odd child so that there wouldn't be, like, the youngest wouldn't have four years I between see. her and the next person. And what what is the uh, distance we're all, in age? I think we're all about, for the most part, two to two and a half. Um, I think between Jimmy and Nick, there might be three. Right. So dad, dad had the presence of mind and, and cared enough for mom that he gave her a little break. A little bit. In between. It wasn't Towards like... Towards the end. <laughs> Nine months, you get a month off, boom, you're pregnant again. <laughs> no, there, there was a little bit. Um, I think it was, you know, two years good enough that everyone's cognizant of the other child in the house. Um, uh-huh. But it was, grammar school was almost every September. Oh, what did you do over the summer? Oh, I have another brother. I have another sister. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. So there was a lot of that. Um, Are you all born, like, uh, same time of year? Like, uh, are your birthdays... I'm March, Michael's May, Laura is February, Jimmy is July. Jimmy, born on my mother's birthday. Uh-huh. So, greatest gift ever. Um, Nick is September, Sarah's October. So, we hit almost every month. Uh-huh, okay. We do hit almost okay. every month. So, there, was, there wasn't a month where dad was more it amorous wasn't, than right. others. It wasn't consistent. Yeah, it yeah. was he almost was, continuous. <laughs> he, was, he was year-round. Well, he's Italian, so. There you go. <laughs> I don't mean to stereotype, but they exist for a reason, you know? Uh, okay, okay. Okay, and right. hopefully they will never be listening to this. Um, but anyway, chicken pox song. <laughs> oh, come on, you know. They're going to want to hear this. They're going to want to hear their girl. Okay. Now, wait, wait, where were you again in the... In the, in I'm the, the oldest. You're the oldest. I'm the oldest. So you were the first. I was the first. Mm-hmm. Um, should have stopped after me. Would have had charmed life. Would have been amazing. <laughs> as um, far as you're concerned. Yes. They, they, and they, they honed very... in on your attention. And, <laughs> right. uh-huh. Okay. It would have been great, the three of us, but they had a bunch more, and that's fine. Uh-huh. Um, holidays now were a lot of fun. Growing up, there was a lot of... Um, Indian rub, like Indian Sure, Indian burns. In, Indian yep. burns. Yep. Um, a lot of... Doogies. Yes, a lot of that. Um, at one point, our youngest sister... Dutch ovens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so even better, almost better than that, during the summer, um, we would... This is the girls' bedroom and the boys' bedroom. The girls' bedroom, for some reason, for a couple of years, had the better air conditioner. So in the summer... Three girls, Sarah, I think, was in the crib at this time. Laura and I had our own beds. Boys came in and they slept in the girls' room in sleeping bags. Right, just because it was too hot. And it was the cooler room right. of the upstairs. And, and, and a lot of New York City apartments. Uh, well, we were on Long Island at that time. Oh, and you didn't so have we were, central air. Didn't you, have you central air. You had window air. units. We had, yeah, okay. like wall, two wall, and then downstairs had wall units, I think, and a couple of different rooms. Yeah, so we didn't have central air. They have it now, but we didn't have it um, growing up. Well, so, I think it was fairly new back then. You know. I think so. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, in the seventies, you know, we always had, uh, yeah, window units. Yeah. Um, but opposite of Dutch ovens was an equally torturous thing, I think, for my brothers, because I had a pair of, and I was so proud of them, 
white patent leather pumps with, you know, like a maybe an inch and a half, two inch heel. Right. My not, first not a, real shoes. Not a fuck me pump. Right. But just, you know. Because I might have been 11. <laughs> right. <laughs> so maybe. Well, I mean, kids now, though, they're rocking that shit it's before crazy. they even know what, what sex is. Right. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. There's too much over sexualization of children, and it's it's creepy. It is a little creepy. And, and, and then people wonder why there's, you know, there's, I don't know if there's more pedophilia than there used to be, but uh, there's certainly more attention paid to it. I think there's probably just as much, but people are. I think it's just more talking I mean, about it talking now about and going, you know what? Not cool. Like, right. let's stop. And I think SVU, Law and Order, mm-hmm. really, that was when it was started for the most part. And now everyone knows about it. Right. Um, but we used to take those shoes and put them in one of my brother's sleeping bags with the heel up so that when he got into it, it would stab him in the back. <laughs> This is uh, a. Yeah. This is a. Uh, this is what we did. I think this is unique to your family. I've never heard I, of this. I, I hope it is. I really <laughs> do hope it is. Because... Man, yeah, that talk about a rough night, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've so... gone camping and I've had a rock in my back, but never a two-inch heel. Yeah. Oh. So that. But it was a thing like he'd get in and be like, ah. Right, and then and it then, was yeah, done and it right, was over. Yeah. Right, right. Um, but I think we were able to do it like continuously and he would just never look just get in and lie down well, and he, he's just foolish <laughs> <laughs> he should have known it's it's like uh charlie brown and and you know and the football and the football right. yeah like really right like you don't know that this is coming i he's mean hopeful. We, we, charlie we, brown is very hopeful i know and it's sweet it it's is sweet. sweet but um but but you didn't have to do any like no no it's not in there. No, I don't think we I don't remember us saying anything. I right. think it was just everyone like you know brushing our teeth, everyone put pajamas on in their rooms or bathroom whatever. It came in. Everyone was getting, you know, oh, we're going to tuck you in, you're going to go to bed and it was just that's what it was. <laughs> <coughs> anyway, <laughs> so let's get to the chicken pox songs. Chicken pox, yeah. Uh, 1971, yes. Uh, the album's fragile. The song is roundabout. School had just ended. We were supposed to be leaving in two days for summer vacation, which was everyone getting into the van including my grandfather, um, driving to Hershey Park, Pennsylvania. So that was our summer vacation. Okay. Um, And I was not feeling well at dinner. I had a fever. I was really, really tired. Couldn't keep my eyes open. We were having turkey loaf, which is probably... Every meat except turkey, but it came in like a tinfoil pan and you put it in the oven and you baked it and you sliced it up. And next morning I woke up, I had chicken pox, then Michael, then Laura, I think Jimmy even at that point. So for two weeks, varying stages of really extreme to not very extreme and odd places like inside of eyelids and bottoms uh-huh. of your feet. Yeah, so yeah. it was just... It was not a great way to kick off the summer. No. And... I still have scars. Do you? From the chicken pox. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Didn't we all get them? 
I think so. Yeah. I was always really, I, I remember wearing socks on my hands, but I so wouldn't So you wouldn't scratch. scratch. Yeah, right. yep. Yeah. Or if you did, you wouldn't open sores. Wouldn't open them, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Calamine lotion was yep. huge. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, but that's how we finished school and started that summer. Oh. And this See, was I feel the like, song. <laughs> I feel like I got it during the school year, so oh, it wasn't so bad, yeah. Um, so that is why Roundabout is the Chicken Pop song. <laughs> I think you're going to be the only guest to call uh, it that. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But now, should I walk into a gentleman's apartment and this is on, I don't know that I would feel super romantic, but... Right. <laughs> I would share the story with him and probably then go home. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, okay. so... <laughs> You made like it that through one. another one. You made it through another one. You like that one. So so as the genre is progressing in the 70s, it's getting better for you. It is. It's working for you. It's. Okay. So uh, next up, we've got Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. The album is uh, Brain Salad Surgery. Ooh, this is fantastic. <laughs> now. This is like every Sears soft filter Vaseline mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that you could possibly use. Yeah, super soft focus, yeah. Almost like cherubs on, right? I was just thinking <laughs> that, yes, cherubesque, yes. yes. Yeah, And wow. Greg, now now the, he we heard him in the he first band. He looks like he's 12. Yeah, he's, he had a very boyish face. Yeah. Um, we heard him in the first band, King Crimson. He was the bass player and lead singer in that band. And he left uh, that band. This was a. No one cares. Three impressions. No one. Because these guys thought they were all that important. Right. And out of the three of them, mm -hmm. keeping on topic, um, if I was to stop what we were doing during sex and laugh just because of any reason, he's the one that's going to take the knife out from under the mattress and stab me. The drummer? Yes, it's the eyes. Really? He would not take kindly to that. Even if I was laughing because I was having fun or mm -hmm, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. he would just not be happy. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Carl yeah. Palmer. Yeah, it, his eyes. Oh, yeah. Is... <laughs> Or the bangs and the eyes, I don't know. But he's the one. He's the one that's going to murder me, Mom. Wow. 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 Okay. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. So, you know, um, you, you feel how you feel. I uh, this is why this is fun. Anyway, so uh, here we are in 1973. Okay. You're uh, my birth. The album is uh, Brain Salad Surgery. The uh, the band is Emerson, Lincoln, Palmer. The song is Carnival Nine, Impression One, Part One. Even though he, he's saying over and over again, I'll be there, we'll be there, I'll be there. He won't. He's thinking about other things. It's, you know, it's like the girl who has the crush on him is following him around. He's like, yeah, 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 I'll be there. But he's looking across the street at the girl he'll never get. 
just like, I want her, but yeah, 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 I'll be here, I'll be here. Uh-huh. And she... It's all talk. It is all talk. Okay. No, she's gonna be in the House of Mirrors, terrified. <laughs> she can't get out. And all he's saying, she can hear him saying, I'll be there, but he's not rescuing her and she can't get out. Okay. Yeah. If she gets out, she's going to be pissed. <laughs> I don't know. See, now it's just, it's taking her too long to get out. She should have been done already. <laughs> All right. So that's a, that's a no. That's a no. <laughs> for the boys in Emerson, Lake, and Palmer from the law firm of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. There you go. What about this artwork? What do you think about that? Um, I like this. I'm, I don't know why I'm seeing it just covered in jewels, and then it just feels like Damien Hirst to me a little bit. Who's that? Um, designer, artist, he has one, I've wanted it forever, just a skull, it's covered in black diamonds, and that's just what I'm seeing right here. Uh-huh. Um, maybe, maybe he was influenced by Geiger. Um, but, but yeah, you, like weren't, this. you weren't feeling it. No. No. What about part two? Do you think if I played part two, you would have been more into that or no? I think so because I, just from what you sang about part two, I know that one, again, growing up, there's no specific story to it, but it was something we had on the radio and in the house all the time. Uh-huh. So. See, this I know. I know it's the same guys, the same group. And, and and part of the same song. Part of the same song, but not as insincere and flippant as they were being in the first part. She's, I don't feel like anyone's trapped in a horror house anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. Pathmark supermarket used to sell, they had a record aisle, uh-huh. oddly enough. Um, so they would have sure. albums and then 45s. And my father used to play a game with us whenever we would go food shopping with him. Uh-huh. I would go with him mostly, I think. Um, so in our heads, we would have to tally up, do the math of the price of each item in the cart. And at checkout, whoever was closest to the real total, uh-huh. so we had to keep in our heads a running total, uh-huh. um, would win. And every time I won, we got to pick out, you know, whoever won got to pick out like a 45 record. We went to Bethpage Village, which was like an 1800s town on Long Island. Mm-hmm. And in the general store, my dad signed my sister up on, put her on some mailing list, but her name was Laura Pill Headache. <laughs> and that is how she would get mail to the house from the town or you know whatever uh-huh, uh-huh. Laura Pill headache awesome <laughs> there is no deduping no filtering no nothing right, it was right. like that must be her name so right, we're gonna right. send it yeah but I was yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing how stupid oh, yeah. some of these systems are you yeah. know that, um, to what, what about that one that one it's shorter. W- shorter, definitely shorter. You made it through it. I made it through it, but I think it was mostly because I, I knew it. Right. 
quick. Um, so that I got a lot more airplay. It did. Yeah, I feel it still does. I think. Yes. Yeah. It does. Yeah. yeah. I don't turn it off when it comes up. It is. It's on my iPod, which no one has anymore. Um, but it is on my rotation, and I don't skip it. Um, but I wouldn't look for it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. I know I'm odd. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, all right, so moving along. Okay. We're going to take a big leap here to 1981. Now, that, that picture of those boys, Rush, we're talking about, uh, that's from 1972. They're in Central Park. I was going to say, they're not very... I mean, look at Getty's disco suit. I mean, that's, yeah, that's uh, great. It's yeah. white, it is pristine, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and his platforms are great. And that, that shirt has <laughs> got to be synthetic. Totally. It's polyester. Yeah, and he it is sweating. It smells bad. It yeah. does, and it he is sweating, yeah. It smells bad. Yeah. I was talking with somebody last night. There was this guy at the, at the company party, and he was wearing a 70s polyester shirt, black, Ooh. With with nuts all over it, you know, like walnuts and peanuts. Okay. And but you know, obviously a a bit of a sexual reference because right. it was the seventies and everyone was sweaty and gross and having sex. And did spread collar? Did yeah, you do the yeah, whole? Yeah. Oh, gold chains. Really. And plaid pants. Oh, excellent. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, That's committed. But here's the thing, right? They were in the seventies. They made shirts out of all different materials, but the ones that lasted. Or the polyester. Exactly. Yeah, you because know, if it didn't catch fire, it was good which forever. Was, <laughs> which was a serious concern back right. in the day because everyone was chain smoking and, you know, and sweating methane from all the alcohol. Uh, you know, they would last forever, you know. So, um, yeah, those things stuck around. So, there's, there's this is closer oh, to okay. 1981. So, that's wow. Yeah, what do you think about that? What does that remind you of? Um, <laughs> I couldn't, that mustache. I'm sorry, Neil. No. Yeah. yeah. No. You don't like the handlebar mustache? I no. don't like the handlebar mustache. Yeah, um, this is probably. A lot, though, now. I mean, where I'm from in Brooklyn, that is every man, even like a little bit waxed yeah, and yeah. curled up um, because that's what we do now. I always think when I see those guys, if you can't do a card trick or pull a rabbit out of a hat, <laughs> right. you need to shave. That's bullshit, man. Come on. Yeah. I do like the air, the fan on them. Right. They're very windswept. They're very windswept. There was, there was like, a wind machine. Yeah. On that. Uh, um, this 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 reminded me a bit of like a Charlie's Angels. It is very Charlie's Angels. Photo shoot. Right? Um, Alex definitely more than the other two he wants where is my <coughs> lipstick where is my makeup person like he wants it you think you think he's the vain one i do in, in the in this scenario i mean yeah. he's got the silk scarf he's got uh-huh. yeah he's rocking the ascot yeah. he's got the wife beater he's the got gold the wife chain beater and he's a man because he's got chest hair so, right um, yeah and that was a big thing in the 70s like people were proud yes of, of people Very were hairy proud. And sweaty and greasy, and they smelled bad, and somehow that was chic. Yeah, and they <laughs> they got they got it. Everyone wanted them, and now that would just not work so much. I don't think. No, not anymore. Not after metrosexuals. <laughs> no, they, they, metrosexuals put that sort of machismo, you know. Uh, yeah, no. I, Ale- I, I Alex do... is just very. I am a fashion model. He's, yeah, he's ready. He's yeah, ready. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, well, you know, they, in the documentary about these guys, they said, yeah, we were, we were smoking a lot of pot. And, you know, there was a, you know, the whole silk kimonos thing was maybe not the best decision. <laughs> and, you know. but, but no, they're, uh, they're definitely more comfortable with themselves. Neil and Getty, you feel like. Well, even Alex, I, this photo, the 80s photo, they are much more comfortable with themselves than they were... In the 70s. In the 70s. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Getty, maybe, both. But Neil and Alex definitely look, I don't know, I'm not comfortable. Here, we know who we are, and... Well, yeah, right. This is much more... Uh, this is later in their career. And, yeah. And they really had, you know, found what they wanted to do. So this album... Uh, it's 1981. This is kind of... No one cares. So uh, let's get into it. 1981, Rush, Moving Pictures, Tom Sawyer. I like them. <laughs> you like Getty Lee. What? You like Getty Lee. I do, yeah. He's playing bass and singing. Okay. Um, and I don't listen to the words themselves a lot, but I do, I like his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not coming off as phony or fake. Interesting. To me. Okay. Um, so yeah, that is my, that's, yeah, I do like this one. And I do start up and slow down. Treadmill music. I'm still sex music. No, not sure that I would go there. But, right, um, right. Not yeah. something you want. Not something to put on when the man's over. Probably not. Uh-huh. Um, dinner while he's there, yes. But then afterwards, <laughs> right? We're right. probably yeah. You're gonna go somewhere else. I'm gonna go somewhere else. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so, in summation, uh, prog rock. Do you like it? It would not be my first choice. Well, it's time to wrap it up, folks. I'm your host, Matt Bergman. We got an It Would Not Be My First Choice from Amy on the subject of Prague. I'd like to thank my guest, Amy Ivino. Without her, I would have snorted instant coffee and soaked my head in a bucket of paint for four hours. And a special thanks to you, the listener. Because as we all know, the podcast is playing in the woods. No one's around to hear it. It sucks. 